You had like two seconds. Oh, wait. Well, you know, I. <laughs> it's okay. I'll ask later. <laughs> okay. I'll do the intro. Who else was five. on? Five. <laughs> you try so hard. Five, four, three, two, one. How you going to yawn right before you do it? I know. I know. Oh my goodness. Okay. <clears throat> Bring the energy. Um, Bring the energy. Okay. All right. Hey, ladies. I'm Tori. And I'm Wendy. Welcome to the Fruitful Vibe, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Fruitful Vine. I am one of your hosts, Tori, and I get to just sit every week with my dear friend, Wendy, and we get to talk about life, about the Lord, and about being a woman and trying to chase the Lord. That's right. So, how are you? I'm here. I am here. I am, as usual, really, really thinking through whether or not a 6 a.m. recording of podcasts is wise on our part. You know, I'm still wrestling with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, agreed. But we're so, I don't know where else we can fit it in. Like, it's either this or it's late at night. Which exactly. we're tired by then. It's the too. same. It's the same energy. <laughs> so I, you know what? It's okay. This coffee is gonna, it's gonna like and by then, the end of this podcast, we are gonna be awake. So awake. We're gonna <laughs> be ready. All that matters. Ready. <laughs> um, how has your week been since I've last talked to you? Anything mm-hmm. new? What are you? Th- yeah, talk to me. I mean, it's been, it's been good. I went to work a couple of days. I think I went to work two days, um, back to back. That's a lie. Did I not? Yeah, that's a lie. I didn't go to work back to back, but you know, when you get the story at 6 a.m., it sounds so much juicier than it just in real life. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, uh, I totally went to work back to back. No, you didn't, Wendy, but you didn't. You just worked one day, like, relax. <laughs> no, um, so I went to work, and the thing with working, like, you would think that one, because I do about one to two 12-hour shifts every week, and you would think that it wouldn't be such a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but you feel so disoriented that it like sucks up almost three days. Like the day before you're sitting there trying to rush to get everything done to prepare for the the day that you're literally completely gone for 14 hours. And Mm -hmm. then the day after you're so tired from being on your feet and working hard that you're just done. So it's like you end up losing more days by working that one day, but God is good. And um, I actually ended up cutting back work, Tori. Thank wow. you. So I'm going to be working twice a month now instead of instead of uh, four times a month, which honestly, four times a month just sounds like not that big of a deal. But it, it just, I mean, 
being a stay-at-home homeschooling mom is a full-time job. I know we say it all the time, but it truly, truly is. And then um, on top of that, nursing is a full-time job. <laughs> and I'm tired. And I'm not sleeping at night. It's one thing if I was sleeping at night. I'm not sleeping at night. I'm up with the baby all night. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm complaining. <laughs> no, I don't think you're complaining at all. I think that this is a real thing that a lot of families are trying to balance in this inflation economy. Like, let's talk about it because I don't yeah. think you're the only one. And you're right, the way you worded it, how it actually ends up taking like three days because <laughs> of the prepping and then you're actually at work. And then it is so... It, that has to be jarring. Like you're never, you are never off. You don't get a day off. And, and husbands don't get a day off either. Like it is constant on, we're doing this. Like, I don't know. I, I think that what you're saying is very relatable. I don't think you're complaining. It's this economy is making normal things really, like we are not where we used to be five years ago no, we're not. or three years ago it is it and and in my personal little bubble in my household collectively we are making the most money we've ever made yeah. and because of inflation we are like oh my gosh like it is an uphill yeah. struggle yeah. I think that's real and I think more people need to talk about it yeah and it's just like, like what you were saying about husbands don't get a day off. Like I feel for my husband so much. Like I, I don't like, there is an appreciation. There is an understanding. Cause like, I'd be like, you was at work all day. Like now you're home. Like, come on, be with the kids, yeah. be with the family, help out. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, I just have so much respect for all that you do. You work five days a week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You work five days a week, you get up before we, um, we wake up, you come home and you're present. Like when he gets home, he's cooking, he's cleaning, he's, he's playing with the kids. He's putting kids to bed. He is in there in the trenches yeah. with me. And, and he has an outside job that he's doing full-time. Then on the weekend, he's cutting the lawn. He's fixing the house. Right. You know? Right. So I've got such an appreciation for all that he does and the different mental shifts that he's got to do, um, ha having to work now, you know, but yeah, this is, this economy is crazy and I'm not somebody who tries to have the best of the best and live the best of the best <laughs> for whatever the situation is. So all y'all that's out there doing it, I don't know how. <laughs> like, like I, I I don't know how. Like me neither. I, it's like basic I'm, over here. We girl. are we I haven't got my nails done and I can't I don't know what I haven't got my hair done. Let's we talk are about basic it. right here. What? I see here like maybe I should just go, go make my own bread, go get, get some chickens, kill them and cook them in the, in the backyard. Like I at this point, I mean, at least eggs finally started going like back Girl, down. The price of eggs, that was in $20, mm -hmm. but the same 60 thing that I used to get that was yeah. $20, make it make sense. <laughs> make it make, make it make sense. It's, 
It's insane. I actually got this really um, sad message from, hold on, my dog needs to, you guys are going to come with me to take the dog out. Hey, um, I'm telling you, if you guys aren't on YouTube, watch us on YouTube because you get to see the whole house. I really hope my alarm's not on because then you're going to see me. Oh, it's not on. Good. Um, Is that good? Why are your alarm not on? Well, because we've been up, but oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. But um, your house is cute, girl. Oh, thank you. I love my little home. Um, what was I saying? It, I got this message from this mama, and God bless her. She was like, you know, I've um, made the hard decision to send my kids to public school this year um, because of a number of things, but the number one thing was like burnout. Like she was tired and her, it made me cry. And I sent her a voice memo and I was just like, you know, if no one else has told you, like, I'm proud of you because I know that decision was hard. Mm -hmm. I know it came with a lot of wrestling. She was saying how she's leaning on the Lord like more than ever now. And um, it just made me think like, moms are tired hmm. homeschool moms are tired um you meant you mentioned the shift like the the amount of times I have to shift my brain from business owner to podcaster to homeschool to mom to um confidant to counselor to it's yeah. all these shifts and it's exhausting and then you add on the the new weight of just surviving in this economy <laughs> and you're like you're like wow this is the yeah I just shout out to all the parents right now who are just doing a billion things to make it to make it happen anybody that's gonna shame and guilt somebody for um sending their children to public school for the betterment of their own health um or for whatever reason um you know I would just say you are not God <laughs> you are not God and um you don't you don't um dictate the way that you come come at somebody because I know that's a thing that's a real thing mm -hmm. there is a lot of like I would never better and I would mm -hmm. never do this and this and that is happening. Truth that comes in um hmm, how do I how do I say that? Like there's a lot of truth laced in lies when it comes to the homeschooling community. And we end up very um judgmental in a lot of ways mm -hmm. and we come off very much like know-it-alls in a lot mm -hmm. of ways um in order to try to protect this thing this mm -hmm. idol, this homeschool um and you can harm and create a lot of um uh dysfunction and you know because of that because of that yeah. and I say all that to say that, like, I do believe that there is good in homeschool, but I also think mm -hmm. that there is a purpose in public school as well. Yeah. Um, and 
that's not going to sound good to a lot of people. That's yeah, just- no, I agree. Well, it, you know, it goes back to making idols of our little kingdoms mm-hmm. that we've built here. Yep. And, um, you know, I just, if we lead, if we lead every conversation about homeschool versus public school with humility, I think that they will be more fruitful because I just, that's, you know, to that, that's it. to, yeah, to that mama message. Yeah. Like, do you know how much humility it takes to lay down something that you love, mm-hmm. something that one of her kids is very angry and upset and sad about this mm-hmm. decision? And, and she's having to lay it down because of burnout, because of other life situations. And it's like, to me, that is the, the bravest thing she could ever do because she's releasing it. She's surrendering it. She's like, Lord, I, I literally cannot do this. And I think that the people who are judgmental are the people who have never been in a position where they're like, I can't do this anymore. Um, which praise God that you've never been in that situation, but don't condemn people who have. And again, if we just lead it with humility and, um, the only thing, and I think we've said this on the podcast before, the only thing we're Bible about is Jesus Christ crucified. Exactly. God God does not live in the homeschool. Like, I don't, I don't know how I can, how else I can say that, like, it's not like God is in homeschool, but God is not in public school. Like, it's not like that. Like, like, like. Or, or it, those people are the same people who are like, I'm moving to Texas because God is in Texas. Exactly. Do you understand what I'm saying? What? Like, or I'm getting a homestead because that's where God is. And that's not, like, that's not, that's not how that works. Yeah. Like, at all. Um, it, he is, and he will meet you where you're at. And you trust mm. his discernment and his will for your life and your children's lives. And um, like, it doesn't have to be all one or the other for everybody because everybody's walk, everybody's journey. I just read the Pilgrim's Progress. Girl, if you've mm-hmm. never read that, you need to read that. Like, okay. I just like binge the Pilgrim's Progress and I've never heard of it before. Um, I've heard of it. I, I read it for book club and I'm just like, what book club are you part of? <laughs> my, my church book club. Ooh, it's, that's it, funny. it's so good. Um, it's so challenging and it literally shows the Christian walk and just all the different, um, the different trials that you may face throughout the Christian walk. And the funny thing is, there are those things that look like good things. And then you, they're actually, no, 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 no. That's not God. Like yeah. there was this mm-hmm. one, there was this one person that comes on the journey called um, talkative. Talkative came, talkative sounded good girl. Talkative oh my God, I'm getting like, this book. I'm yeah, getting this book. He, like, what he was talking about, he knew all the liturgies. He knew all the things, but there was no fruit. You know what I mean? Mm. There was mm. no, like you could not see God in his life. The word of God had not transformed his heart. Mm. And so I say all that to say that, like, just be mindful that when you are um, homeschooling, 
when whether you are homeschooling, whether you are sending your kids to public school, whether you're someplace in between, all that you do, let it be for the glory of God. Let it be to glorify him and not necessarily to glorify ourselves because both ways, whether it is I am, I, I can't, I don't have enough patience to homeschool these kids, or I am literally um, um, keeping my kids at home for fear of 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 what's in the the world. world. Yeah. You know what I mean. Or both or, of those things are wrong. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so, yes. Like, make sure the heart, the root behind the reason why you're making the decisions that you're making is true test them see what you're idolizing see what um what is going on there because there's a big difference between god is telling me to lay this down and not idolize it to i i don't want to do this because i don't got enough patience for these kids (laughs) like look at the heart behind things you know what i mean I mean, and that kind of bleeds perfectly into our chapter for reading and, um, so Tori took notes and I'm so here for it. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the, the biggest thing, so this chapter was really, really good. And, um, I, I just love that. I, I, I love this quote that he says, he says, An idol in the heart creates a stumbling block before the face. Until the idol is removed, it will distort and obscure everything else in the person's life. Inescapable influence. Like how many times has an idol before my eyes made me unable to see God and his word and his will clearly. And that's what, that's why it's a heart issue because it literally starts in the heart and then it bleeds into everything. And then you can't even see things. You can't even see homeschool clearly because you've created it to be a God and it's not God. Like what? And then I'm like, So now, I mean, I feel like that's such a beautiful quote to use. If you feel like something is not being seen clearly in your life, perhaps there is, you know, a stumbling block. Perhaps there's a heart issue, an idol there. Um, I think that's such a good way to gauge like, okay, how am I seeing this? And you can ask your sisters in Christ, your accountability partners, am I seeing like, this is how I see it. Tell me if I'm seeing it blurred. Tell me if I'm seeing it distorted. And and what what would the how would the Lord have me to see this? And I love the fact that you bring back uh, or that you brought into the conversation accountability. Because going back to the Pilgrim Progress, one of the big things that you will notice is that he doesn't do the journey alone. Mm. He has an accountability. He has faithful with him. He has hopeful with him. He does the, he does this journey with somebody and you know what the, it is not necessarily the person is lifting him up or he is lifting the person up. It's a mutual relationship. Ooh. It is. We are 
helping each other with these stumbling blocks that we see, with these idols that we didn't know. And one of us sees it one way, the other pe person sees it another because we don't have the same stumbling blocks. And mm -hmm. so that's why accountability is so important. Like Tori said, it is so important to have a sister in Christ or a brother in Christ with you. Um, if you're a man, like God created accountability and for us to be in community with one another for a reason. And that is like, like, that's it right there. I mean, yeah, there, even this weekend, um, I had a situation happen with my church and I kind of immediately texted Wendy and I was like, oh my gosh, like, pray for me. I'm, I'm back. I'm back on ground zero when it comes to a church and like just telling her all my grievances. And, um, she, she heard me and she understood it. And then she challenged me to see it a different way and to look at it differently and perhaps take a different route. And, um, ultimately I ended up taking the, 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 the route that I first came to her with, but we talked about it. We were able to like, okay, well, let's look at this. Like what's happening, what's going on. Um, and that was important. I think that that was good. I think it was yeah, good that you challenged that you insert it. Well, perhaps it's this. And then I came back with no, like it's, it's not, and it's, it's this and it's that. And I don't know. I think that that's important. It's important to have people, um, not argumentative people, right? But people who um, truly want the best for you in Christ so they can bring you, they can bring you that, hold up now, because this isn't my stumbling block. So I see it like this, like you said, mm -hmm. that beautiful point about us not having the same stumbling blocks. And that's why to like, so that we can, I think about that Bible verse. Um, uh, oh man, I think it's in Galatians 5. Um, we can, we, we're supposed to share each other's burdens. Like, yeah, do you guys, do you guys know what that means? Like in when I, I literally texted one of my girlfriends and I'm like, okay, this is me asking you if you want to be my burden share. <laughs> like, are you going to share these burdens with me? Because I need someone who I can just pour out my burdens to. And I just think that's important. It's important to have, um, sisterhood to have someone who you literally can lean on on this marathon of a journey of being a Christian because it's not a sprint it is a marathon and you sure. need help and the and the important thing is in that marathon in that journey that friend is walking alongside you mm. that friend ain't somebody that just jumped in your dms Ooh, that friend is somebody that you just met at Walmart. Like mm -hmm. that friend is in during this journey, that friend is walking alongside you, walking through trials with you, doing life with you. All that to say, <laughs> it, you can't be the accountability in somebody's life that you don't walk through life with them. You just, Ooh. if you don't come alongside the person, um, you, you, you can't be, you can't be, they can't be accountable to you. You can't be accountable to them. Like, so you can't see something wrong that somebody's doing and just jump up in their DMS and be like, Hey, look, you need the, da, 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 da. that's just not how, that's just not how 
God created things to be. Um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, because because of social media, we can have this false idea of, oh, I know what you're going through and that doesn't look right and yada, 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 yada. Like, <laughs> no, you don't. Um, and Because even me as a friend, when I came to Tori and I was like, hey, but, but did you look at this? Did you look at that? Did you look at this? And she was like, yeah, I did. But if you had just come face value, you wouldn't have known that she did all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you would have just took it as, oh, she's just. D- just she's being picky or she. Yeah. yeah. She's trying she to find the perfect. Yeah, yeah. She's trying to find the perfect church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you didn't, but you don't really know the heart and the truth behind the situation. So you can't, um, you just can't, you can't be accountable to people that you're not invested in their lives and they're not invested in your life. And it's a mutual type of thing. Um, but all that to say that like the heart is a very finicky thing. <laughs> yes. And um, it wants to worship. It wants to idolize um, because that's how we were created. And one thing that I've found is throughout life, there is always going to be some sort of idol that is contrary to what God wants for us. It's a constant sanctification process. And Mm -hmm. to not rest in complacency, because complacency can become an idol as well. So constantly be working. I mean, work, work, people don't realize this. People think that work is a result of sin, but work was before the fall. Like it is good for humans to work. And, um, and I, this is my one bold note is that every human being is a worshiper. We keep coming back to that. And when you frame it in that, you realize how vulnerable and completely weak (laughs) we are as humans because we live that's why that's why we crave love and we crave family I think it's even why we crave children because children are like these little gods of ours that literally not only are they gods to us but they'll worship us (laughs) like they will love us unconditionally like it's so it's scary and we really when he said We'll even use the principles of the word to Dude. serve our idols. Tori, can you say that again? We'll even use the principles of the word to serve our idols. Ooh, so much truth. So much truth. I so guilty of that. So many, guilty. Girl, you know how when you just take that one verse and you just keep oh doing my gosh. it? Wendy, Wendy, I have become so convicted over the past couple months of like, just, I'm like, and, and, and I think it just honestly was an immatureness mm-hmm. in my Christian walk, but also it's not, it's a lack of good teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lack of like, te- like, because how many times, unfortunately, do pastors just you know, slap on that verse and you're like, wait, what? Like that? They give you I, one verse and they do a an hour and a half message on one verse. It's just like, dang, that man can make it stretch. That story. It's crazy. It's, it's, we, we need more expository preaching, but that's a whole different, that's a whole different 
episode. But yeah, I've been I've been very convicted of like, ooh, Tori, you done that so many times, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, shut up, mm-hmm. <laughs> shut up, stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the, you have to beware of that because the scripture is very convicting. It's very life changing. I watched a movie once. I can't remember what the name of the movie is, but the guy was carrying around a Bible mm-hmm. um, and it, and everybody was trying to like kill him for the last- Eli, the book of Eli? Yes, the book of yes, Eli. Yes, such a good movie. And the person that's trying to get the Bible is the bad guy because he knows that he can use and twist this Bible to rule the world. And this is- Ooh. If that's not a message right there, like you, even the demons know what God's word says. So be mindful that you are not manipulating or using God's word to serve your own um, heart idols. Yeah. And that, and, and, mm. I can say so much about that, but I don't know if I'm supposed to say all of it. Um, yeah, it's, and how do you not, like, how do you not do that? Is you remember that the Bible is not about you. <clears throat> it's about God. And so if you, if you're using scripture to serve self, that's a warning. Yeah. But unfortunately, so many of us have been taught that that's how you read the Bible. And that is, and I think I I do feel, or maybe it's just for me, but I do feel that more and more Christians are like, that's not enough anymore. We don't want these little motivational speeches. We don't want, like we, we want the word of God. I, I was working out and praying the other day and, um, I, I was, a, you know, I start my prayers like adoring him. Right. And then I was about to go into like all of my problems. And instead it was like, no, like you're alpha and omega. Like, and then I just started praising him for who he was. And, and that was my prayer. And after that, I felt, I felt hopeful. I felt assured um, and it's not because I like dumped all my problems on him and not like, we can do that. You can yes, do that. But in that moment, it was like, you know what, Lord, for once, forgive me for, for thinking that these problems are bigger than, than you. you. That's right. um, That's and right. yeah, I, I don't know. It's just this mind shift of the, you said it, you said it perfectly. The Bible is not about me. It's literally there to transform our hearts to see things the way the Lord sees them, mm-hmm. um, to walk spiritually. It's this, it, our flesh and our spirit are constantly at war. That is the promise of being a Christian because your flesh wants death and your spirit wants life and, and, and freedom in Christ. So you're constantly, it's constantly this. And unfortunately, I think, again, it goes back to, we'll even use the principles of the word to serve our idols is if we don't keep that flesh under control, baby, we can twist it and make it look real cute to serve our flesh. And it's not here to serve our flesh. It's actually here to kill the flesh 
to destroy the flesh. That's why it tells us to put on the new self. The new self, if you read that in Colossians, it is the opposite of everything that your flesh wants. Even in Christian circles, we have idolized the flesh. We have idolized purpose and this is about me and the Lord's not, like just the way we can twist it is really scary, Wendy. It's really scary. And I don't, that's why it's so important to remain in God's word and to remain in prayer and to remain in community because we can get so lost as Christians and so self-absorbed as Christians. Ooh. Yeah. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he said one more thing, when he said every earthly treasure will bound you. Mm. There it is right there. Like every earthly treasure will bound you. Every spiritual treasure, every gift from God will free you. And say it right there. Yeah. I think that if we just like grab, if we can grab a hold of like a fraction of that truth, like anything that is bounding you is not, it's not, um, that's where the, the Lord doesn't want your heart in that. He wants you free of all that. I love it. I love it. And we um, very much so need to be mindful of, of not idolizing earthly treasures and to asking God to search our hearts, to search our hearts and find those idols that we may not even know was there. So anyways, ladies, check out the post. Let's talk. Yes. Let's talk in on Instagram and or in the comments in on YouTube. And yeah. Until next time. Bye, ladies. Bye, ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? <laughs>